first off, I legit saw the um trailer and I feel so bad because I really thought Sean was like a butch lesbian. I thought we were getting a lesbian couple. I was like, I so excited. So Hello, I am Nicole Weaver and you're watching Black by Reality, a place for Black by Baddies, those who love us, and reality TV. Before we get into our video today, I just wanted a reminder that if you can please subscribe, help support this Black Queer podcast, I would be so thankful. If you can also like this video and comment your thoughts, we, we love to hear what you guys have to say just as much as we love hearing from our guests. Just want to say we cover so many good shows right now on this channel. One being The Traitors. You can look at our past videos. I've had Sabaya Broderick, Katura Tops of Survivor 45. And then we reached back to Survivor 43 for some other guests like Dwight Moore and James Jones. We're also covering Love is Blind. My co-host, Quita Tinsley, is back to talk about life in the pods and outside it. And hopefully we're going to get some other guests for that. We are talking about Couple to Thrupple, which I feel like I've been waiting ever since the trailer dropped. And lastly, Survivor 46 is coming up. So if you are a Survivor fan please subscribe to the channel. Going to have some more Survivor peeps back and maybe hopefully some new faces. And basically, stay tuned. Sometimes we also do interviews, talk to the people on Love is Blind last year, would love to get interviews again, and Big Brother. So we got a lot of good stuff going on. And if you never want to miss out, go ahead and subscribe. Thanks. Like a BB moment, which is like a beautiful black moment. Did we get any of those in this episode? Black. We have a chaotic moment of the chaotic five moment. And you're watching Black by Reality. Black by Baddie. And those who love us. Hello, you might be watching on YouTube. This is Black by Reality Podcast. I am your head by Batty in Charge, Nicole Weaver, and I am joined today by two amazing co-hosts. It's a Thruffle podcast uh, covering couple to Thruffle, so I just, I had to do it. So um, I'm here with Mari. Mari, yes. how are you doing? Hi. Hi, I'm Mari Forth. I'm from RHAP, the Rob Has a Podcast Network. You might be familiar with me. You might not. We've had Nicole on uh, over on Crime Scene, the Crime Scene podcast that I do, the True Crime Review podcast. So, I mean, you should come over and listen to the our fearless leader talk about crime. If, if you like her, you'll love what I do over there. I also do a pro wrestling podcast over on the RHAP network. Uh, so I'm so excited to be here to talk about a couple of thruple with you, Nicole. We we planned this like a, like a month or so ago. Wow, we were on my podcast. I was like, if you're covering it, I want to come on at least once because I want to talk about the messiness. We knew from the preview it was going to be messy, and I don't think it disappointed. Absolutely. I mean, there's there could be kind of some crossover with wrestling. I don't know. Horizontal <laughs> <laughs> <Well>, wrestling. <laughs> They're rolling around in the sheets or fighting for for that number one spot. Um, yeah. 
I'm also here with my my co-host from the Love is Blind recaps. We're also going to be recapping season six, Quita. Hey, y'all. My name is Quita Tinsley. I use they, she pronouns. Um, you might know me if you're in the social justice world or do reproductive justice organizing. Um, I do work, communications work and consulting work in that world, but also I love reality TV and have been so excited to do recaps of Love is Blind and also um, in Just Like That with Nicole and the Black Eye Reality Podcast. Oh my gosh, it's been a minute since And Just Like That, so I totally forgot. (laughs) (laughs) So... On Black Bi Reality Podcast, like we say, it's for a place for Black Bi baddies. Baddies is gender neutral. (laughs) And those who love us and reality TV. So, of course, when I heard that couple to thruple was was coming on, obviously inherent, inherent queerness there, I just knew I had to cover it. I've been looking forward to it so long. Um, How do I feel now that it's here? I feel, I feel all the feelings. I'll say that. <laughs> you guys. Um. Yeah. Uh, very. I was very excited for it, and I was hoping for like a ultimatum, queer love. I was hoping for a "Are You the One" season eight type of vibe, mm-hmm. and this ain't it. <laughs> this ain't it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I feel like when I heard of the show, I was like, I hope people don't expect this to be like the gold standard of practicing non-monogamy or (laughs) polyamory. This is just going to be some good old queer poly mess on Peacock. That's it, you know? Um, Yeah, and it's been some mess. It hasn't been as fun. Well, a little bit. I think I I'm I'm hoping that it gets a bit more fun. <laughs> yeah, it's it's for sure all over the place. It's a roller coaster. So we'll we'll talk about it. Um, I do have a few slides because there's so many people on this show. We have to try and keep them straight. But these are our main couples. So the first one we get introduced to is Dylan and Lauren. They have been together, I believe, seven years, married Mm -hmm. to. They said that they had their first threesome a year after they were married. I feel like they probably schedule it, like, on their anniversary. This is our anniversary present Uh, to uh, ourselves. Yeah, that tracks. (laughs) (laughs) Since then, they've been at, at least into threesomes. They are just... They're giving swinger vibes. They're happy to have fun. I'm not actually sure about a real relationship with a third. That part. Yeah. Yeah. This couple is giving like sexual, a third as a sexual crutch. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they want the third to have the fun, to have the wild night with, and it would be used to prop them up like sexually, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so interested to see the rest of their storyline uh, this season to see if that's true, because I do feel like they could potentially be one of those couples that can actually like initiate a third. I think they're like the most prime for it, but 
there were a lot of red flags through like this first three episodes. I was like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I think that it's very sexual. To also say, Dylan's a straight man, mm-hmm. where Laura is into women. Mm-hmm. So the people that they have to do a throuple with have to be a woman. So, right. mm-hmm. and and that brings a whole can of worms of like how men treat women, mm-hmm. which comes up later. So if we're going by by couples. I am going to go to the mixer because the mixer is very interesting of who had their eyes on who. So at the mixer, it looked like they were most into Becca and Mia. Jess was in there too. Jess looks honestly just like Lauren and Becca. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I liked. I thought Jess had a very fun personality, though, too. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. She um also said that she had tattoos on one side and only one nipple piercing. She will not change that. <laughs> yeah, it's like you do you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> More <laughs> uh, who did you guys think they were going to pick when we get to our first matching ceremony? I, I wasn't surprised that they picked Becca. I, I thought um, immediately it did feel like a good chemistry between them. Um, I thought that uh, Becca and Lauren's attraction was very palpable. Um, and I, I actually wasn't shocked. I thought this was actually a pretty good fit. At mm, first. Mm-hmm. I thought so too. I thought so too. I actually thought they were going to pick Mia because okay. it, I don't, I mean, because when she was in that, like, alignment conversation, I was like, okay, this is a lot for me. But they seemed yeah. to go into it. And I was like, they must be really into her. The like, laws of power. Yes. I was like, okay, this is, I mean, there's several people who kind of have that type of energy about yeah. them. Um, yeah. So, but I really thought they were, like, felt like they were very attracted to Mia which I mean remains to be true but um yeah well it seems like muscle is very important (laughs) to them so they were into Jess because she um was a bikini model like and they apparently train couple or people in competitions so I think Mia is like she's cute no one would say she was not fit but even right. by their fitness standards, mm-hmm. I think they went another route for for then. Um, so, are we surprised that this throuple, uh, when they had their first night together, um, they were first of all, first of all, on the first night, they were still talking about, oh, maybe we'll take it slow, maybe it'll just be like, you know, a slumber party between three people, and then all of a sudden. No one was sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was not surprised because they definitely were giving off that energy like y'all have named of like wanting a third to get it popping with in the bedroom. I mean, that's they've had threesomes before. That's their experience to mm-hmm. having another person like within their relationship. So I wasn't shocked that they got it on the first night. Right. And I, I, I appreciate that. At least I feel like they all wanted to be there. Like, 
you know what I'm saying? It just doesn't feel like Lauren is being dragged along. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think she she definitely, as we see, is is again very attracted to Becca, and and Lauren and Becca hit it off like really well. So like sexually, they were all three of them were uh, compatible at, at first, at least. Mm-hmm. But exactly. that but that's not supposed to be the premise of the show. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Like, exactly. Uh, the morning after, <laughs> you know, after you have your fun, sometimes sometimes things change. The uh, the horny cloud has lifted, and Becca says something is off between her and Dylan. But everything, she's good to go. She was like, if it was just me and Lauren, we'd be out of here. <laughs> But it's like, you know, you have, you have to be with this man that he comes with part of the package. I mean, I think I was curious. I'm like, does Dylan want more than a sexual and physical connection? Because that's part of it, right? Like, in order to have that additional spark outside of sex, you have to actually have a willingness for it, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I feel like I don't know if Dylan ever had it, which is why after they had sex, it's like, okay, she should based on their normal life she should be gone by now right but she's still here so like what does he do and it seems like he's not really interested in trying to figure out like how to get to know her and she's just like well I'm really into Lauren so if we could if there's somehow we can make this work I would like to still build with Lauren (laughs) yeah I, I completely agree with that I it's like I don't know if Dylan is just it's just like the the sex of it all and like you said once that chase is done it's done or if it's like he didn't like that the two of them were more Mm. into each other than him like he does give off very alpha bro like like um becca said that he wants the two women on his arm but those two women like each other too are you threatened by them liking each other and you want them to be you like that's what i'm trying to get from him and I think we won't know until we see how he interacts with like another another single because yeah I I really feel like he didn't he didn't like that they were hitting it off more he was definitely jealous of that but I don't know I'm not sure honestly I feel like I was missing something from this storyline like, we just kept yeah. hearing from Becca, he's jealous, he's macho, he's this and this. I don't think he's here for the right reasons. We didn't see it. That's true. Although, I totally believed her. Oh, I yeah. totally believed her. But I was just like, I wish I saw it to know, like, how his jealousy is manifesting. Because it is like, yeah, are you jealous that they're hitting it off? Or is it also, because let's be honest, Becca... Becca, I already saw a red flag, like red flag with Becca being interested in them because she said I dated a couple like you guys, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I feel safe with you guys. And it's like, but they're not those people. You're projecting mm-hmm. something on, and mm-hmm. now all of a sudden, after you guys had this threesome, she's like, he reminds me of my ex, like in a negative right. way. And it was like, girl, yeah, you you said that from the beginning. I, I see I, I see that and I'm all so I, I get that but I'm also wondering if there's some off-camera stuff that we're missing too we definitely and 
Yeah, and I only say that because, like, when we, I, I, if I don't know if you were going to talk about the competitions, but when we get to that jealousy competition, and he's going to be like, "I'm not jealous," and then, mm, <laughs> you yeah, know, it, it feels like very he's like putting on for the cameras. So mm -hmm. I'm wondering if it's something like that. Yeah, because um, Lauren notes she was like, "Well, it did seem like you know you were jealous when Becca." and I were connecting more. Um, so it's like, are there moments that we're missing of like, cause also from what we saw until Becca named it, I didn't think she was connecting more with Lauren. If I'm mm -hmm. honest, mm -hmm. I wasn't picking up that vibe. I thought they were all three having fun. And mm -hmm. then it was like, after Becca noted it, it was like, I was like, oh, okay, now I can kind of see it doesn't seem like Becca and Dylan are talking alone ever or like really connecting yeah, with each ever. other. Yeah. 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 I I agree. I wonder I wonder if it's something that happened during sex, you know, that mm -hmm. is also part of the vibe cuz like the stereotype for men when it comes to a threesome with two women is that oh it's going to be all about me and they need me. But if mm -hmm. you have to remember, if you have two queer women in the room, you don't actually have to be there for like any pleasure to go down. <laughs> right. exactly. And like, how do you handle that? Like, is it an ego hit? Like, I, I, yeah, I okay. really, I really wonder. So yeah. So eventually Becca moves out of the room. Yeah. Yeah. The, also, like, I didn't know they were showing boobs on Peacock. I was like, Oh my God. I'm, <laughs> Especially because the trailer was so PG, like they bleeped out like boner or something, and I was like, then I'm watching, I'm like, whoa, okay, yeah, Peacock, yeah. I mean, they're trying to compete with Netflix, and exactly, that's exactly what I'm just about to say. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that Love Is Blind camera. If you love those Love Is Blind camera moments, this is this is the show for you. Like, I don't even know if it's Love is Blind. It's the ultimatum queer oh, love, for yes, sure. Yes, for sure. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and this is the thing. I'm not even shocked anymore because I feel like every single queer reality dating show, they barely hold back when it comes to the sex scenes like they do for mm -hmm. heteros. And it's, like, straight up voyeurism. <laughs> like, I... Yeah, the the one advice is probably if you're gonna be queer and on a reality dating show, just have sex out in the open naked so they can't show it. <laughs> I thought the exact same thing. I was like, just do it in the open so that they can't show. I mean, the the, the crew might see it, but honestly, that's the only. I, I had that exact same thought. Yeah, people say that about Big Brother too. So it's just <laughs> that's what I. <laughs> yeah. exactly okay so the producers are messy because even though we have our throuples they always have mixers for the singles to get into the mix so the first mixer that they do it's literally their second choice that comes to have dinner except when it comes to because they had the um they had the experience about uh boundaries Quita. Yes. <laughs> what did you think about this i thought a lot of things <laughs> about mm. that exercise i was like i don't remember them using their safe word at all 
Um, Which was passion fruit. Right. So. Right. Oh, yep. Nope. They didn't use that at all. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's it's very interesting that we have a therapist on. Her name is Doctor Howard. Mm-hmm. And even though it was like a lesson on boundaries, it was like actually you don't talk about your boundaries before you go and do something. Your partner <laughs> is just gonna do it, and you have to say something. Right. Uh, it immediately highlighted the uh, opportunities for growth in <laughs> a mm-hmm. few of the couples. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, not the best approach, but you know, not too bad. I thought I love that they had to say the safe word. Like if you're, you know, if you're upset, if if it's if something's making you uncomfortable then you have to say the safe word. And we see how that manifests in some couples versus the others. So I really yeah. like her. Plus, I love the host, Scott Evans. Yes, like Scott, mm-hmm. Scott. Scott seems to be great. He says that he's there um, as their guide because he's also had his own experiences with um, polyamory. So hopefully we get to hear more of that. After that, Becca is just gradually pulling away. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, And Lauren, it's pretty clear. She even says, like, we, ideally, we're going to find someone who's also into you. This is just Mm -hmm. not it. And it's, like, fair but sad. It was clear he didn't register, like, that uh, Lauren actually was, like, growing an emotional connection Cause he's just like, okay, on to the next. Yep. And she's like, well, I'm a little sad. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, like it's like, sir, like, can you honor that? Like, while you're ready to find a new partner, that's not your wife's experience. So, like, can you make a little space for her to talk about that versus just being like, no, nah, I'm ready to get it popping with a new mm-hmm. one. Like, I'm tired of Becca. Mm-hmm. That's a yeah. great point. It is. Sometimes you have to like mourn and like different people in the situation are going to mourn differently or not mourn at all. Manifested with Becca and Lauren kind of being on like weird ground until they clear the air. Yeah. So when they clear the air, basically uh, Lauren and Becca are just like, we want to stay friends, which I don't know how well that's going to work out. Especially that Lauren's like, I'm going to be her friend and just have a crush. And it's like, no, I do. I feel bad for Lauren in this situation because they genuinely seem to like really hit it off. And yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe they shouldn't be a throuple. Maybe they should just be open. Just have an open marriage. Yeah. 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 But I don't know. I don't know if they're they're there for that. Um. So when all of the couples go for the whole jealousy workshop, uh, Becca's back at the place. Of course, she's ready to have fun. And at this point, she has a kiss with Sonu, which I'm like, yes. Yes. Cute. Cute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, just give us a show with the singles. Right. Again, what's up? Are you the one? Like, (laughs) (laughs) truly, I want another house. I want cameras in that house. Give us parallel shows. Oh wow, I would love that. Absolutely. All right. So it's no surprise that when we get to the um, swap ceremony, 
that, you know, basically our, our couple, Dylan and Lauren, are like, hey, it didn't work out. And Becca agrees, probably for the best. And they swap out Becca for Mia. <laughs> <laughs> I guess Mia performs because she once said, hey, maybe you guys will like come to one of my shows and get on stage. Yeah. She's very spiritual or like open. She just seems open. Honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very free flowing. And they, they really were still like hitting on her at the, at the mixer you were talking about. Yeah. So, and again, that's all in front of Becca's face. So that was, that had, that was hard, but I mean, yeah. they have Mia now. So I can't yeah. wait to see how this, like if, how she changes the dynamic, like what the dynamics will be with a new person. Like, I think this is, I see why they gave us three episodes. Like I mm-hmm. completely see why they dropped the first three episodes, introduce you to the mechanics and all of that. And then now I'm like, I'm, Theming for the next episode because mm-hmm. I need to see what the how these swap couples operate now. Mm-hmm. Right, right, and I think one red flag that I had was like Becca immediately got upset when they were flirting with Mia, mm-hmm. and I'm like, that's the point. Uh, like that's the you know I especially it's like if she's already noting that her and Dylan aren't connecting, um, like that's probably what's going to happen is like, mm-hmm. they're going to be flirting with other singles or at least trying to get to know them, you know? Yeah. And it, I think what alarmed me about their dynamic was like, none of them were communicating with each other about what they were experiencing. It's like Becca was having a lot of feelings. It's Lauren was internally holding a lot of her own feelings and homeboy's just here, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, just here, you know? So I, I wish there would have been space for, the three of them to actually talk because when Becca moves out like they don't know it they just come back to the room and they haven't had a conversation as a throuple about the dynamic that is going on between them she ghosted them right like I'm I am not y'all I, y'all have convinced me they're they had to have cut something out because there's they no way like uh yeah because that is a good point they, they the only conversation that they have is is really Becca and Lauren and it, it seemed and that was all on the last day before the couple swap so that's that felt like producer like hey 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 hey, go talk to your yes. go talk to your couple right before the swap so we can kind of get some like will they will they won't they yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like it's a won't it's a won't <laughs> <laughs> for me all right our next couple our only black couple Brittany babe and sean williams i'm actually familiar with Brittany. i have followed her instagram and her fitness stuff um before so i think i i recognized her in the trailer long ago completely forgot and once i started it i was like oh my god she's in front of me moving and breathing and not just <laughs> posing in these insane outfits showing off her body oh that kind of explains some of the stuff i was thinking it does <laughs> first off i legit saw the um trailer and i feel so bad because i really thought sean was like a butch lesbian i thought we were getting a lesbian couple i was like so excited. So and then and then i was like oh dang um so sorry. i thought it was sorry, the blonde sean. couple though 
I thought it was the blonde couple who was the lesbian. They, maybe they come in later. Do they come in later? Maybe they come in late. I don't know. But I was like, I could have sworn there was a lesbian couple on here, like a black or 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 like people of color, um, like le- like lesbian couple. But I I don't know. Maybe I don't know. But so the last couple, <laughs> the last couple, were looking for a sexual crutch. Yes. They're looking for an emotional crush. <gasps> and it is just I you this is not the place. Like I uh, like coming on couple to thruple and the premise being that you're trying to add somebody to your relationship just does not seem made for them specifically because one they together have not not experimented with polyamory from what we understand. They've not had a threesome from what we understand. Um, Sean is just so laid back um, that I don't think, I, I think a tornado could drop down right in front of him and he wouldn't be phased, um, which good for him. And then her like saying like she wants somebody to op- open up with and they want somebody to make them open up emotionally that that's kind of not what we're here for because also she can't even admit to if she finds women attractive you know what i'm saying when when you ask somebody so what are what are you and you're like i uh, 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 you can't you don't know what you want girl and to me saying you want a best friend that's not what this is for so she looks great love her fitness and all that what you said but i just don't think they belong here no. no, no, this is this is wild casting, wild casting, <laughs> because this couple apparently they're going on four years. They even mm-hmm. had a back and forth about that, and yeah, mm-hmm. you said they want someone to help them in the motion emotions. They start off as friends. People even think that they're just friends, and like they're just they're so wild. And yeah, I'm starting to feel. I had so many high hopes as like a bisexual person for this show and like I was hoping I guess it would be similar to Are You the One season eight but the fact that we have three couples that have um straight men correct mm-hmm. yes yep mm-hmm that already pigeonholes and it's like now we're only looking at the bisexual pansexual women to carry this freaking show mm-hmm. and like and i i am a person who like i don't want to question anyone's like sexuality maybe you are exploring and figuring it out but this is also putting the bisexual pansexual like ori out they say all of the singles basically have had experience with poly situations like this just puts them at a huge disadvantage because it's like it's even questionable yeah how far are these women even interested in them mm-hmm. right also i want to call bullshit on all the singles have done mm-hmm. polyamory okay we can we can wait till we get to Ramon and Amal, but yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, but mm-hmm. that's I was, and it's like when we say they their experience in this, what are, how long? Like, cause you know, someone saying they they've been doing this for six months is not well versed. 
in yeah. something. It's more yeah. well-versed than the couple who's never done it, but there you go. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It just very much feels like straight people put this together and in order to feel like they can relate to it, they had so many straight men and like women that they would be, that they want to see on TV, which is like hurts. But even then it starts yeah. to fall apart a lot of yeah. the times, you know, like immediately. Yeah. Cause I think, um, Brittany and Sean are a great example of that because clearly neither one of them know what they want in mm-hmm. opening up or ex- exploring polyamory in this way. Um, neither one of them seem to really communicate within the relation. I mean, they know it. They're not good with emotions. That's what they're looking mm-hmm. for in the third but I'm just like, this will not work unless y'all are also able to communicate what you're wanting, what you're needing, what you're thinking, what you're feeling. Because mm-hmm. even the discrepancy around them picking Sano, right? Because mm-hmm. um, Brittany says, I just let Sean pick Sano. Yo, yo, she said it could have been anyone. But at that, that matching ceremony... At that matching ceremony, guess what you fixed your mouth to say? Us as a unit pick mm-hmm. Sana. So what is it? Is this man running the show or you guys are working as a unit? Right. <laughs> and looking at Sean, he don't run no show. Like, I'm sorry. Like, like it's, it's just so, it's just so interesting to me. Like as somebody who is like, who is in a heterosexual relationship, who is married with kids and stuff like that, but who is like very secure in, in my sexuality in a sense, like I, I am, the, I will be like, Oh damn, that girl is fine. I do it on my wrestling podcast. Sometimes it gets away from me. Stuff like I that. mean, female wrestlers. I mean, come on, you know what I'm saying? And being able to express attraction to other women, but knowing that I have no sexual desire for other women, but knowing that I can be emotionally attracted to other women, that's two different things. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I feel like Brittany could probably make an emotional connection with a woman very easily. It comes, it comes natural to us. It, it's a, just a thin line between a friendship and a desirous relationship. But I don't, nothing about Brittany screams like I want to be sexually active with a woman to me. And I mean, I don't want to put her down, but that is an aspect of a relationship. They are asking you to form a relationship with a third person. That's everything. You know what I'm saying? So like, what, what, why, why are you here? If you are like, they even said, yes, yeah, uh, Sean said, I want her to have a best friend so she can talk to her best friend instead of me. That is friend. not what we're here for. It's, oh my God. That is a mad misogynistic, mad misogynistic. It's oh. like my nagging girlfriend. It's like, are we in the fifties? Right. What? But let's talk about their options or who they considered. Cause at the mixer, they talked to several, basically all the black women, uh, which, so, <laughs> so Peach, Peach is by Peach is all the way to the, in the purple. Um, I wish I had a better picture of her. Peacock, give me a better picture. This is insane. She's so pretty, though. She's so, so pretty. pretty. And we'll talk about how they're treating Peach because I feel like Peach is being pigeonholed into a very certain, a very specific mm-hmm. route, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so she's by, she's looking for a boyfriend and girlfriend. Um, she's into Brittany and Sean. Brittany 
is hesitant of labeling her sexuality, as we said. She said that she's talked to women before. Okay. Um, and then Brittany, Sean, and Darian. Darian being our curly-haired uh, girly over here. They bond over spirituality. They're talking about different chakra points. The <laughs> Brittany and Sean say they're high vibrational. Uh, nothing high vibrational. <laughs> like, I don't think of that when I think of Sean. Like, y'all don't have emotional intelligence and can't communicate it, but you're supposed to be high vibrational. Red flag. I'm confused. <laughs> like, oh. what are we doing here? We're all confused here. I, it's giving, you know what? I, I wonder if they're using high vib- vibrational as literally toxic positivity. That's mm-hmm. what it feels like to me. Because especially like mm-hmm. in the fitness world, they lean into those motivational speeches. Like that's their bread and butter. But also it's like, well, if there's anything negative, then, oh my gosh, you're you're dampening the mood and everything. But it's like sometimes that's yeah. like, that's the whole aspect of humanity. If you never mm-hmm. let in the more negative stuff for communication, like really how positive are you be? You're just masking it. Masking. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Sonu, we I feel like we actually didn't get that much of her. Well, okay. I will say there's that minute with um, when they're sitting down and they do, she asks a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. You could tell she is a professional when talking to people. And later on, they say they picked her because they asked, she asked us the most like questions being interested in them. Mm -hmm. Can I also say, I think she's the least threatening for them. That part. Okay. I think that's why they picked her because she was the less threatening person. Like uh, Brittany would never feel insecure about her and relationship to Sean. Um, yeah. And it, I mean, I don't feel like Sean himself is even attracted to her. I mean, yeah. he makes yeah. that clear when she's kissing him in the and the exercise. <laughs> and she, and she wasn't pressed. She wasn't pressing them. It didn't, it didn't feel like she was pressing them to move fast or to move quickly and we definitely see that once they do decide to pick Sanu and they're having that conversation that first conversation in the bed and she's like I just want to do a foundation da 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 it's less threatening and that's what people want who that's what the people want when they don't know what they they want you know what I'm saying Peach is amazing and Peach would be the pick if they were actually looking for a throuple because Peach is like, I'm attracted to you. I'm attracted to you. Let's do, the, you know, Peach is coming in and she wants to break down their walls, but yeah. they, they, they can't, they're not there yet. They're, yeah. they're just not there yet. So I, I, I was surprised when they picked her, but seeing how everything unfolded, I was like, oh yeah, no, this doesn't surprise me at all. No. And like, okay, so they're later in bed and they're talking as they're like cutting to freaking Dylan and Lauren talking about <laughs> Becca's ass. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're just like, uh, she's like, okay, like we, we need to talk about what you want from me and figure out what I want. And um, I noticed that uh, Becca or not Becca, Brittany and Sean are like, well, we're, we picked you for comfort. Excuse me? Mm-hmm. No one want to be your comfort woman? And what does that even mean? 
And like later on yeah. when they go back to the room, she's like, you know what? Sonia was like an expert in polyamory and like her parents were poly for like 20 years. Like she lives, breathes this shit. And then if you catch it later, when Sean's in an interview, he's like, why well, didn't want anyone coming in here thinking they know something? Someone's got to know something because yeah. y'all don't. Y'all don't. Y'all don't. Y'all just don't want to listen to her. Like, you you got her probably because you actually did want someone to coach you. And then you got in your fee-fees when you're like, oh, I'm not doing this right. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So, yeah, I think the mixer with all the the second choices really, really shook things up as they do. So this time it was uh, Darian who comes back. And that's when Brittany, or, or yeah, Brittany's like, it could have been anyone. I told Sh- Sean to give a freaking name, da da da. And it's like, I know it's like keep your options open, but you also saying this with Sonu right there. There's no surprise when they go back to the bedroom. Sonu's like, hey, I'm questioning. Does Brittany even like me? Is she comparing me to? Uh, mm-hmm. Darian and everything and they're just like well remember that we're just figuring this out and <laughs> Sean says don't get too in your head because then it's going to get too complicated Sonny was on it yo she yeah. said I am not trying to look for advice I actually just need support he does not hear mm-hmm. this man a brick wall mm-hmm. he said oh well, I'm not giving advice but you should basically be doing Sanu's emotional intelligence, their emotional intelligence. It was exactly. It's just yes. so, it just was not going to work. And and how hard is it to be like, hey, you know, don't tell other girls that you were thinking about them, picking them in front of me. Because, you know, like, it, it, that I would seem that that would feel dehumanizing, especially when they're like, oh, we're just picking you, put like, at a grocery store or something like that. Like, that's another thing about this show is kind of like, yeah. So I actually was, I was with Sandra. I was like, they, they are being very dismissive of her feelings. Like, absolutely. Very. And they're saying they want someone with the emotional intelligence. They have someone right in front of them who's modeling what it looks mm-hmm. like to share how you're feeling about something. Not pointing fingers, not being like you made me do or you 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 it's like I'm feeling like this. Cuz even when they have the conversation around feeling de- dehumanized, Sanu says I know that's not your intention, right? She gave them so much grace. Yeah. And the fact that Brittany just snaps and puts a wall and Sean was like yeah I knew the minute that dehumanizing came up like she was going to put up a wall like it was fear it was fear I don't know if it was fear of like oh my business because she's a celebrity fitness trainer she got a lot of followers I don't know it was fear of like oh no my reputation's about to go down the drain Mm. or what but she she just completely shut down. And then all of a sudden, Sanu's weird. All of a sudden, Sean's calling her crazy. Again, can we ban straight men from throuples? <laughs> how are you in a queer space and you calling a woman crazy? You should not be getting away with this. You are outnumbered. <laughs> Especially she just named how she felt. And he That's was like... Did. 
he's like, oh, I knew immediately that, you know, you're crazy. You know you're wrong when you're a man and you call the woman crazy. I'm I'm sorry, but this, you're wrong. Right. This really turned me off of for of Brittany and Sean. Like it yes. really did. I was like, I I can't with the two. I could. I like that broke my heart. I was like, this girl is sitting here trying to tell you how she feels, and you are literally gaslighting and dismissing her. Like you are legit. Yeah. And she didn't, she did not come at you sideways at all. And you're spitting all of this vitriol at her. Um, later, they're, they're just being so dismissive of her. I really didn't like that. I was like, that, that completely turned me off. It, it messed up the vibe. It messed up the vibe. And I know there are a couple that's all about vibes. So I think that's <laughs> probably the most hurtful thing that you could say to them is like, you're killing the vibe. <laughs> and like, um, so yeah, when Scott for the breakfast later, Scott's like, oh, how is everything going? And Sanu's talking about her feelings. Brittany jumps on her because she was like, Sanu was like, you know, polyamory is supposed to be fun. Brittany's like, well, that's what we wanted. And then you didn't, you're not bringing that. So, and it's like, She's, she also has to have fun. Like, this is what Brittany and Sean don't get. They're like, we're supposed to have fun. But <laughs> Sanu cannot have fun if you're sitting here saying, well, it could have just been anybody. Mm-hmm. Like, she was literally just asking for reassurance. She wants to feel desired as well. Like, mm-hmm. gas her up or something. Like, do you not have game? or they don't know how to be honest you know because I mean that I feel like that's the whole like issue here is like clearly everything they say there's like gaps or they're telling someone one thing and someone else another thing like there's discrepancies in what they're saying and I think it all comes down to an inability to be honest because it's like are you actually attracted to Sanu in any way Yes or no? Like, and in what ways are you attracted to her? Right? Because mm-hmm. it's like it's not clear at all. They've said, you know, in they uh, try to affirm her being like, you know, we chose you because you wanted to know more about us. But also, at no point do you realize do they name that they were attracted to her? Yeah. Anyway? Did you want mm-hmm. to know more about her? Later right. on, it becomes I want to get to know the real you when there's conflict. Because it's like, what? <laughs> Getting to know the real you is her being vulnerable enough to say, hey, what you said, this, that makes mm-hmm. me feel this way. And it's like, oh, shit, I didn't mean that. That's like true vulnerability. Instead, mm-hmm. they accuse her of being like this coach shell. And it's like, ne- it was never giving that. It was never giving that. And I'm kind of mad that's on you apologized. I was yeah. very mad. I was very mad. I was like, girl, do not apologize to them. I mean, you, it's okay if you start to recognize, like, damn, I was in my, like, kind of, like, a little bit closed off. But I'm like, it's obvious you became closed off because of how they were speaking to you and treating you. So, of course, you are going to stop being as vulnerable or not showing yourself because these people are being straight up rude and dismissive of you and it's like she's naming I feel dehumanized and then they continue to do behavior that is dehumanizing like treating her like she's a poly pocket they can just like switch in and out based on what they feel like that day and it's like you're literally showing her what she told you was like upsetting her making her not feel good in this situation like 
Even right. when she was just coming up to have the conversation, she's like, "Oh, can I talk to you guys?" And, and Brittany's like, "No, not if you're about to talk about us." And so she's like, "Yeah, oh, it's like it. like this oh. right here, this right here." And this is the thing is that later on, I think Brittany says, "Oh, I like peaches because I think that if you come at her crazy or something like that, she would say something." And I like that. I'm that way. No, you're not. Because <laughs> just because Sonu, Sonu did that. Sonu did that, but she did it softly and respectfully and like in an educated way. <laughs> like, and because you couldn't catch what she was like saying and you got triggered by the word dehumanizing, doesn't mean she's not a direct person. She's actually very direct. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, it's an all-white party. So, the thirds and everything are there. Now, Brittany and Sean are, once again, uh, not really on the same page because they're talking about Peaches. Peaches, Peaches is giving queer. She told Brittany, hey, I want you I'm, I'm going to be submissive to you. And Brittany was like, oh, okay. And I'm like, Brittany doesn't want that. I don't think she wants that. Well, you would think, though, like, Brittany's personality, everything that we've seen is very dominant. But but those no, are the ones, just, though. Yeah. Those <laughs> are the ones. <laughs> Speaking as me, <laughs> I'm like, in the bedroom, give me a break. <laughs> So I know Brittany is like, nah, especially for her first experience and everything, and everything she, she wants to be that pillow princess. Sean, <laughs> I don't know how they do anything because Sean seems submissive himself. He's like, I don't even know how sex works. What do you mean you don't know how sex yeah, works? Yeah, that was kind of wild. He's like, wild. Well, I mean, like, you know, like, if I'm having sex with you, what is she doing? I'm like, sir, have you never heard of or seen a threesome or like multiple people having sex at once? Like, what do you mean? Like, and not that spicy videos are really that accurate, but it's like it should spark some kind of creativity. And this is why I'm like, the heteros, <laughs> the heteros are down bad on Get this show. Get them off the show. <laughs> what are you talking about right now again that's the moment it's like why are you guys here because even like normally normally with with a a hetero male on the show and and being in a couple at the very least that man wants to be be doing two women sean is like i don't I'm, I don't. Need, I don't really even need to be having sex with two women. I'm like, like I mean, she's honest. I guess. Right. Like, I mean, right. yeah. what is she doing? Like, hopefully, engaging with the two of y'all. I'm so confused. Like, I'm like, did he picture like Sanu just being on the bed, like in the New York posture, oh, <laughs> like yeah. waiting for them to be done? Like, sir, what is happening? And yeah. also, the after the first morning of all three of them sharing a bed, he like wakes up and he's like, thanks for smushing me in the middle. It, and ha- I had a horrible night of sleep. But I was like, so many people would love to like sleep in the middle of two beautiful people. But whatever, Sean. Okay. Like he, it's so interesting because he tries to portray himself as being very laid back all the time. He's actually very anti all the time. Like he's constantly yeah. doing like little sneak disses, kind of passive aggressive, yeah. like always saying something kind of negative. I'm like, you say you're chill, but you're actually not. 
you're not chill. You actually dislike a lot of things. <laughs> so true. Um, besides peaches, they're also into Darien. Now that intersects with Corey and Wilder. Mm-hmm. And and Corey and Wilder are like, oh, maybe we want to put our beads. Because by the way, they got these anal bead <laughs> necklaces. <laughs> these producers were wrong for that. <laughs> Wild. They were like, um, yeah, Wild. you're gonna put this on the third that you want. Um, so Corey is and uh, Wilder are like, all right, we're gonna like necklace Darian, and then uh, Corey's like, I'm gonna go over. And make sure that's okay, which I don't like. I don't know. It's just yeah. Now we're getting into: Are we gonna make exchanges of these trades? <laughs> like this is right. just, like this is a, a a league of some sort. Like right, because they didn't even ask Darian if they if she wanted to speak with them. I think they did. Wow. They like, but I think they asked Darian. Do you know if Sean and yeah. Brittany are into you? And I think she was like, I don't know what they're planning to do. Right. And so this was wild. But I also have a, a, a theory that this was also Corey's probably like fear of conflict if she wanted mm-hmm. to get ahead of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she, she asked the worst person to ask, Sean. And he's just like, do you? Which they should have just done that from the beginning. From the beginning. Mm-hmm. But then Brittany snaps, and she was just like, wait, I want my necklace on Darian. I guess we're both throwing our necklaces on Darian. Okay. So over the top. Fuck so over Peach, the top. then. Fuck Peach, I guess. And it's like, okay. did you actually want Darian? Or right. Do you, you just not like having the option taken away from you? Right? And Brittany was like, we are supposed to be making decisions together as a unit. You didn't make a decision in the first matching ceremony. <laughs> That's what you said, at least. Exactly. <laughs> Out of your own mouth, you said that Sean picked. So exactly. did you wanted the op- did you want the option to let Sean pick? Is that what this was about? Like you want to say that Sean can pick and that's how he picks or like I get wanting to him to consult her or, but also at the same time it's like you weren't making it clear that you wanted to speak to Darian or Peach so mm-hmm. this weird couple over here which I'm like Corey and Wilder like every time I see a meme about a couple sending a drink over to someone yes! else they are the epitome oh, of that. Yes. Oh. but I love that they're the actual couple representation they belong there if you're gonna have one hetero it's them Right. I guess. I guess. They're interesting. so interesting. So interesting. Um, but it's like you're mad because they were decisive that they wanted to speak yes. with Darian and they were very clear about that as a unit. And it's like y'all were kind of going back and forth between Darian and Peach. Yeah. And did didn't they end up giving their, their anal beads to Peach or no? They did. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, so it's like, what was the drama about? Nothing. It it kind of felt a little produced, but whatever. Where it comes later, right? <laughs> <laughs> so after after this mixer, you know, so much so much is happening. So our girl Sanu is not feeling great, but she does have that kiss with Becca, so that's great. It's basically the final day, and mm-hmm. Sanu tries again. Bless her heart <laughs> with these guys. And she's just like, 
look, I, I'm sorry, my bad. I was putting up airs and I was like, no, you weren't, but okay. And so Brittany was like, well, I wish you'd just done this sooner, you know? But we like this version of you. Of course you do. And I hate in the interview that Brittany's like, I'm just glad she owned up to it. Yeah. The gall. The gall. The gumption. The audacity. Audacity. So at the swap ceremony, no surprise. They're swapping. But I, they have zero tact. This couple, the fact that Brittany says, oh, we're definitely yes. swapping. <laughs> Not Peach being like, not definitely, <laughs> but also me. <laughs> I love Peach's uh, commentary because <laughs> she's peeping it. She's peeping it. She's like, what? So you know, Sonu. I don't know why Sonu's still giving a chance because they ask her, well, how do you feel? And she's like, well, I just wish I had more time. Sonu, give up. Why? Give up on them. Yeah. Like, no. Um. So. Out with Sanu in with Darian. <laughs> Which Peach was very shocked by. Oh, Darian's so sweet, so nice. She's turned into Peach. Like, first of all, I also peeped. They had fewer options, they I did. think, than the others. So mm-hmm. I'm very interesting. Our other black girl, Sadie, who um who Peach turns to and was like, Maybe I dodged a bullet. And Sadie was like, Maybe. She's the yeah, only one. I could like, see her in the background. She was like <laughs> <laughs> She's like, No, no more to this. That's um true. Yeah. Good point about like the less options. We're still seeing like the repercussions of being the only black couple and you know, desirability politics and all that stuff. But I, I also feel like they aren't doing themselves any favors. They aren't. I, I mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, Peach said that they made it seem like they were definitely going to pick her, which I noticed they actually did. So after they mm-hmm. talked to Peach, I remember Brittany telling Sean like, "Oh, our conversation with Peach like changes everything." She mm-hmm. was so on Peach until I think maybe the other couple were like Darian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it for them. I'm glad that <laughs> Sonu gets a break. She needs a break. I know. And so. a stiff drink. Like three mm-hmm. of them. Truly. Maybe another. Maybe her. Yep. I just about to, yeah. <laughs> that's a good thing about this show. You never know. Mm-hmm. All right. We have our next, last but not least, hetero couple. Hey y'all, it's Nicole here. We obviously were very detailed when it came to this recap and therefore it's a long one and I had to split it into two. So for part two, where we cover Corey and Wilder and Ramon and Ashmal. It's going to be in a separate video in the same playlist and the same feed. So if you want our opinions on that, please check that out.